0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of ATW After the Whistle. As always, I'm joined by Donald and Moose. What up, guys? Hey, guys. So, we made it to episode 7. Nobody's killed each other. Yeah, yeah, you know. Still one big happy family. Yeah. Uh, So, before we get into our major topic for this week, which we are keeping as a surprise because it's going to be a two-parter. The first part we just discuss, we sketch around the issue, offering our opinions, and next week we do a bit more stats-heavy analysis of our main topic which is still going to be a surprise. And we keep our promises. And we keep our promises. Don't forget to follow us on G C R A T W on Twitter. On Instagram is the Gold Coast Report On Facebook is the Gold Coast Report as well. And if you are old school and send us an email, that email address is after the whistle at the Report dot com. Guys so one of the most pleasing aspects of football specifically
1: yeah.
0: for me personally is always set pieces. Me too. Because it's one of those moments where a team can be playing so badly, but then they have an opportunity to get into a game. Either yeah. it's quite an equaliser, draw, get one back, or grab a win.
1: Yeah, long range goals. I really like long range goals and free kicks. Okay. Actually, I feel like when I when like when I see
2: those go in, you like long range goals. Yeah, like thirty yard plus outside. Uh, yeah, I like them, but. I feel like seeing you like them sort of the type of thing that goads players into trying for them. I feel like in today's game people try for them too much. It's almost the accuracy, moves. <laughs> I know but I if mean you have the accuracy, ability. Why not? If you have the ability, I don't think anybody has the ability to I don't think anybody has had the ability to score five thirty yarders in a season. Really? Stevie G? No. Do you think he scored? He hasn't scored five but maybe over the course of his career. Because think about it, there are more times where he skied the ball than when he... Put but the yeah, I mean, yeah that's a risk I've out to take. Yeah, and I don't want... I don't want to play a, I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm very big on short locations and picking your shots. Okay. That's why it's I a, love Frank Lampard. It's uh, a yeah. bad shot, yes, but there you... It's, it's
0: inversely related. It's exactly. It's a bad, it's shot, a but bad it's, shot. But the spectacular, spectacularness of the shots
2: is just off the charts. Exactly. But that's the thing. The odds of it going in are so bad that you end up... Nobody shows you the highlights of when they sky the shot. And you see that so many times. I mean, you watch Pogba this season... If he fixes his shot locations, he's in double figures for goals. To be fair, United have it's the same like thing. Fifteen bars. It's the same thing. So it's the same thing <laughs> no that break. happens to certain. <laughs> it's 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 the same reason why. I mean, a coach would be pissed at you if you took if a bad yeah, shot skied, in basketball yeah. and, and you made it. Yeah. Because fine, you made it, but that's a bad shot. Yeah, actually,
1: yeah. That's true. But but in
2: football, you wouldn't. I'm not trying to, to encourage, yeah. in, and in the, football, and the reason is in football, goals are so so valuable because goals don't happen that regularly. Yeah. So fine, I guess you have to be okay with it. But I'm not a fan of seeing players like try shots from 30 yards, like because most of the time, it I think it's too un- many <laughs> times it doesn't go, and the accuracy is so
0: poor. I, I feel like it's unfortunate, but I feel like football is definitely heading towards sharing the sentiments in terms of how stats heavy it's becoming yeah
1: definitely.
0: more coaches are going to place emphasis on what yeah. short selection yeah. take the best shots short location and it going help them I it's a mean routine. it's definitely going to improve accuracy for the team but then I guess for fans myself and Donald who enjoy seeing <laughs> that random 60 yard ball yeah Ted
2: I'll tell you net. what I'll tell you what if you want to see those random 50-yard bastards, <laughs> okay. no, you can go back and watch early 2000s, late 90s football, and you realize it was quite boring, and the reason why they were getting those shots was there was so much space and the Defense, way defenses yeah. moved, pressing everybody came forward. So there was, the way defenses yeah. moved, so there was so there was so much space. The football was really slow. I mean, I've gone back to watch some games from mm-hmm. like the late nineties. The football was very slow. I mean, if you put like a super attacking player from today's game. Into that era, he was oh called. Oh my, blankets. they would. Speak. <laughs> he was
0: called. Yeah, and,
2: and and that's and someone even spoke about it. He said that's the reason why we don't really see so many of those goals where someone takes the ball from like maybe the halfway line, runs through the and entire midfield, runs through the <laughs> time because mid like elite midfields know how to defend against that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. They are so well trained and so compact. So every once in a while, you see Messi and Ronaldo do it, but back then it was. Every you, decent attacker could have a Every decent attacker could beat, like, maybe yeah. four or five men and then release the ball sort of mm-hmm. thing. You could see more of that. So, sport will change. I mean, sport, but there's still excitement and fun to be had somewhere else. I mean, I feel like the game is better now because it's faster, because players are smarter, because the ball moves along. Yeah. There are more sprints. So,
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah, you could enjoy a player's highlights reel or say, an impressive shot selection or you could opt to enjoy <laughs> his long-range efforts.
2: Where he has only two goals, I would take the guy who <laughs> picks his shots, gives me 15, 18 goals, than the guy who's always trying to smash it into the top corner and ends up with three goals. At the almost, other season. We
1: are simply appreciating the beauty.
2: Oh, I accept it. Yeah, I accept, exactly. yeah, exactly. I accept that, exactly. that's fine. Okay. Even if he flames out <laughs> <laughs> after a
0: season. Okay, i uh, but what I was leading with this was um, free kicks.
1: Yeah. Who are our best free kick takers, right? Yeah,
0: because over, over, over the years, we've seen some pretty spectacular efforts. Yeah. And there are certain players that jump to mind immediately when we think about, you know, a perfectly taken free kick. Yeah. For some, it's all about power. Smashing exactly. it right in, beating yeah. the keeper, beating the wall. Yeah. For others, it's more about, you know, that curve, trying to go for that bend, mm-hmm. slotting into that top corner, trying to go around the wall. We've seen a couple of players actually try to aim through the wall. Event, event and go, under, go yeah. under the wall. And some anticipating that the wall is going to jump. Yeah, so I think the, Bri-
1: the Bronner did that this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Went underneath the Bournemouth wall and went in. It was a really good
0: goal. Smart smart play by a player yeah. anticipating what the opponents are going to do. And then going for it. So now we ask the ATW team. Who's everybody's favorite free kick taker?
1: I mean, I used to love watching Juninho's free kicks. I think that... He was really good, technically, when it came to that. And I feel like a lot of the times he stood behind the ball, you I, like you were very confident that this was flying
0: in. Yeah, they're quite confidence but, about him as well. I mean, Moose,
1: Moose has some doubts, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what well, to be fair, Moose, the highlights Moose, the highlight reel does show all reel, of them. The show <laughs> the best yeah. one,
1: yeah. yeah. But then I feel like he was... It's still an impressive he highlight was a ver- reel. Yeah, he yeah. was a very good, like he had some really good bangers in there. Most me? So who, who was
2: your, yeah, yeah. As, as for me, I have recency bias and I, I really don't mind about that. I will pick Dimitri Payet. Care to say more about him or just that's it? I mean, the degree of difficulty for some of his free kicks are just out of this world. But like, you could say
1: the same for Juninho
2: as well. Um, listen, go back and watch Juninho. no nah, no, go back and <laughs> no, go back and watch Juninho. Yeah. <laughs> about the course of the match, yeah. how many free kicks he takes, how many he scores, what his accuracy was, In the range. As I well. mean, yeah, but out. He had good range. I'm man. gonna fine. You you have Juninho. I have Payet. <laughs> I mean, last kick of the game. You know, five minutes to the end of the game. Tough game. Top I feel, corner. I feel, like,
1: I feel like with pirates there are certain ranges that he might not be
2: able to what score from. What score from?
1: Yeah. And I feel like Juninho had that.
2: Juninho had that. Okay, yeah. well, you take... And I will also now give you Hakan Chalanoglu. He scored free kicks that Juninho wouldn't even attempt to take. How about that? I mean, we are not talking about <laughs> who's taking the best long-range <laughs> free kicks. You. We are picking... Who you think is your favorite? Yeah, that's a point. Guy. And I say it. Let me have it. <laughs> oh,
1: okay,
0: fine, okay. Well, okay. That. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now that we have that little out of the way, my pick is the guy who has a movie named after him. Bendy like Beckham. Yeah, because he was that good to inspire a movie as as bad as it was. It doesn't really rank high when it comes to sports movies. I mean, I
2: could just I could write a movie, film it, and call it. You know shoot it like a and <laughs> hey, <laughs> just <laughs> like that he's immortalized in movie lore. When you sh- make that movie let me know. <laughs> has a scored
1: just one free kick in his, in his career? No I don't think he's, he's scored, scored more than more. he
2: scored
0: more than one. He scored some, a couple of a Ghana, right?
1: No, no. one from that's what I'm
0: asking. I like to imagine he's scored, he scored thing. some he scored some for Sunderland during his spell. And also I have no idea what he's up to these days. You know? No yeah, no he no I
1: he mean, hasn't he hasn't scored one for Sunderland because when he scored for Ghana, I remember very well one of his teammates, Titus Brambo, oh, tweeted wow. at him. Yeah, that's so yeah, that's <laughs> that's, yeah, I know, right? He actually tweeted at him and asked him that, Oh wow, you like you score free kicks too, so, like
2: <laughs> he, was, he was quite surprised. Yeah, exactly. He didn't tell it. <laughs> no, but I don't think Titus Brambo had been following in his career up until then. No, no that's what I'm saying. My argument is
1: that he probably he de- he definitely we hadn't scored one at Sunderland. that's why he was yeah. asking.
0: You understand, yeah. So or just footballers taking a yeah taking a piss out of each yeah. other. But I do remember
1: a very good one that uh, Chanooglu took when he was a handbag. I think he was right close to the halfway line. It was incredible. I think the opposition coach was even like, you know, he like he couldn't help but appreciate the sheer class, you know, the sheer the it's skill. Ca- it was brilliant.
0: It's kind of crazy how growing up, you you figure that free kick specialists would be in high demand. As in. Mm. Top teams would want to monopolise, yeah. Yeah. have a player on the mm-hmm. field who maybe might not be the best midfielder, but surround him with partners who do the running, who do the passing, mm-hmm. just to capitalise on those set-space opportunities. But when you look at players, the guys you mentioned, Payet and uh, Channel Glo, yeah. they really haven't made it to the top
2: clubs. Because... At the end of the day, you still have to do your day job. You have to do more. <laughs> yeah, you have to bring no, more to you the still, you still, you still And there's have no to do, room to carry yeah. you know, a you specialist. Sh- you still have to do your day job. You get me? There, No, there is no room to carry a specialist because now, I mean, teams' tactical ships sort of run through pretty much almost the whole team. From, from the forward yeah. to the goalkeeper. Almost. It's not the whole team, but you'll see it to be almost the whole team. Yeah. So I mean as a midfielder, you can't just be useless and be great at free kicks and I stick you in because there's a chance we might have a free kick and no. If if you're the left back who takes free kicks, be a good left back first. <laughs> yeah. And then be yeah. good at free kicks. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's different from maybe uh, we are getting towards a penalty shootout, and I might substitute a few like defenders for forwards mm, just yeah. to make sure. But and that and that just goes back to the fact that they are really not scoring that many, there many free kicks yeah. a season for them to factor in for yeah. it to be such yeah. a big deal. I mean, if you score ten free kicks a season, that's a big deal. Most of the time, these guys give you five a season, yeah. which is a big deal for a team that's struggling for goals. But I mean, you are not going to sacrifice. For the chance of getting five goals, a player who will actually give you a better chance of winning over a course of a 38 game season. Or sacrifice your team shape just to accommodate player. Just to accommodate somebody whose only value is in one pretty definite situation. Which doesn't I mean it <laughs> doesn't have a high rate of success. It to doesn't begin have with. a high rate of success to begin with. That's actually, the truth. I actually
1: have an example. I think uh, Sunderland, Sebastian Lawson. Mm-hmm. He's a. Uh, he's a very good set like, oh really Devos good was he
2: was I from so. the Arsenal yeah. Academy he left yeah. he but then Sunderland. Sunderland don't play him because well, they don't need yeah, his yeah, kind because, of Yeah, because <laughs>
1: exactly like you, you're good at that but then
0: what you, you else? have to be good at your, league, yeah, yeah, your you're if you're a midfielder. you have to be good at your tackles your passing I'm on his name what's the guy they always play Sunderland he always
2: Katomo 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 yeah I mean they need someone to win the ball back being the team that they are not being that great at keeping the ball back then exactly. so you need someone who wins the ball back yeah. so that's why catamole is important so yeah. i that's what i'm saying the team's style of play is way more important yeah. than just you and it's it also it also goes back to the what cyril said like the odds of scoring aren't that high their the, the success rate isn't that high that's what i'm saying there's there's bias like you look at highlights and you think they scored it all the time they missed way more than they scored Mm-hmm. You know, they miss way more than they scored. I mean that's why free kicks are such a big deal because they don't usually go in. So if you're a free kick specialist, that's a big deal. I mean if you score four free kicks a season, you're a specialist. Yeah. So those are those are the margins. So I guess be good be a good footballer first. If you have that in your arsenal, it's that's good to have. But we are not going to we are not going to stick you on the pitch to just jog around and then when the free kick comes you're like if you don't score it you have to score this Uh, speaking of a player who has been good on the field
0: and who probably has a good free kick I think Lukaku does have a good free kick Repertoire. It's he unfortunate looks, that he Barkley. Looks like
2: he looks like he's been working on it. He's been
0: working on it, but it's unfortunate Everton keeps letting Barkley. I think this season he scored What? Well, because he keeps referring to Barkley and Baines. Baines is
2: not as good as he was. No, three. scoring just one. I mean, how many? Four seasons how ago. How many has? Um, how um, many opportunities has he had? Letting Baines get? scored, but he takes he takes their left sided free kicks. You know, it's it's really you need volume I to actually get. You actually need volume for the numbers to actually work in your favor and. I mean, I is, guess... Is that an
1: argument to be made? There's a reason why he's not taking most of them?
2: I think I think even today's game there was a free kick where it was Lukaku and Baines and I think Baines told him, I'll take this.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and Lukaku... sauntered off and joined Lukaku the line. Lukaku sauntered off. And joined the wall. Kind of sadly, you know... I think it just became of seniority. <clears throat> and Baines just whacked it straight into the wall. So disappointed. <laughs> You know, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing For against, nothing. Reasons, I mean, nothing against, <laughs> nothing against Baines, but he hasn't, he hasn't really. He's really declined. Yeah, he
1: hasn't yet. No, and he, I mean, not to, okay, I don't, I don't want to, you know,
0: <laughs> take us off course. Take us off course. But the reason why I mentioned Lukaku was um, a phenomena that we went into, we discussed in great length. Uh, I believe episode three, the
2: perception of the African athlete. Oh, okay. Well, he's well. Technically, he's European, but yeah, he's black. black he's of African yeah. descent, so exactly. yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay. This phenomenon that we discussed was just how when it came to African players, athletes, the conversation almost always seemed to be not about their impact on the field, but then everything else. That suddenly becomes more important. And uh, the Lukaku story was just talking about how. Uh, He got himself a brand new ride.
1: The conversation was going one way. Everybody's talking about his contract one moment and then he makes a decision. Oh has he made he hasn't made a decision definitely. But then, you know, the the talk is that he's not going to sign a new contract. And then all of a sudden the conversation switches from contract talks to what car is he driving? Which is they do that
2: they do that they do that to quite a few I remember when Memphis Depay wasn't getting game time. It was like how oh, dare then he goes out. They, they, yeah. they, 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 to a they restaurant. started talking <laughs> about the cars he was driving. The cars he was driving into training. Like yeah, you're know. not even getting into the team. But how, so much, walk. how much does watch cost? If you're not playing, <laughs> if you are not getting selection. You should walk to the training ground. Yeah, you know. He even started
1: talking about his relationship.
2: And yeah. the thing about Lukaku was also as soon as he said he wasn't signing the new contract. They now talk about the car he's driving into training, trying yeah. to paint him as a money grabber, so exactly. to speak. Even Rashford, when Rashford hit the big time when he scored those goals, there was this story about the fact that his cousin that he doesn't even know of was once convicted of murder, like just, a to, bury, just to tie it mm-hmm. tie him mm-hmm. to like so the narrative a criminal narrative it's it's, also, I mean, it's glaring it's we it. see we see these things yeah. you know every time there's a very small problem with a player that's black they always want to pull some dirty negative image s- negative story and yeah. post it about them and we see these things it's like a and checklist it's it's, it's sad but and
1: sometimes it's almost as if they get disappointed when you don't live up to those <laughs> expectations. Like, the yeah. <laughs> failures. If, if you're a clean black dude.
2: Yeah, I guess you're boring. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what Moose was
0: saying yeah, that they, will, they widen their net. If it's not you, your immediate family, your immediate immediate family, family extended yeah. family. If not, someone you knew back in your academy who was a friend at one yeah, point.
2: Someone you've been hanging around with. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Forgetting that these guys are trained professionals trying to be the best in their field, of course they're going to be focused and driven. And with Lukaku, we've had we had Messi and Ronaldo have contract you know, negotiations forever, forever, forever. But nobody ever seems to go with this one. Ronaldo is driving now. or This one, Messi is driving now. I think Ronaldo kind of gets that. Oh, he show that, show
2: boats from yeah, lifestyle. but they don't really talk about it in the sense of making him out to the be scorn. The scorn that, that comes yeah, with Yeah, there isn't. Look at this guy that has a good thing going
0: at Everton. He's turning down for big money and see the cars are really driving. Ooh,
2: yeah. Mm. But I mean, back to Lukaku. He also won, I think, Player of the Month. Well deserved. <laughs> well deserved. So hey. Wasn't you. there? Isn't there? I remember last
0: season there was a bit of a jinx with that award. The manager, that won player of the month, almost always seems to have a down 10 the next month. The next month. In well,
2: interesting one. I, I'd, I'd rather have a great month win an award than and a social month. It just, averages, <laughs> it just averages out and have <laughs> two averages and not have an award. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to
0: one young Premier League star, too. One who starts on the way into some degree.
2: Zaha. And. It, and Oh, Zaha. So, I guess what's happening to Lukaku just ties into what we talked about with regards to the perceptions of black players, uh, players of African descent, Mm -hmm. how they (laughs) are spoken about in the media. So, what was the Zaha thing?
1: Yeah, so basically, Danny Mills came out to say that um, he felt that...
0: And who is Danny Mills for our listeners who might be unaware?
1: Uh, he's a pundit and he came out he's and said he's a former
2: Premier League. A former, player as yeah, well. he
1: played for Man City, I think.
2: I, he did even, I think, he, if he even had, I think he had maybe one or two caps, very few caps, for yeah. him. I think he had a few yeah. caps for him. Hey, he like he wore the, the shit. I don't <laughs>
1: mind playing for Man City, but yeah. yeah. So he came out to say that he truly believes that Zaha took the easy option okay. by choosing to play for the Ivory Coast rather than uh, fighting for his place in, in the England side.
0: Mind in you, England's this is an English side that has. Over the last 20 years Severely underachieved Comparatively the Ivory Coast national team Has done better At least in the regional tournaments They've been a part of Oh yes they've won Yeah, Exactly compared to the English team So They made it to some The guy who's going into the team That's you know Slightly more difficult to break into Because they're having recent success Is being scoffed at Because what He decided not to wait around For England to call him up
2: I guess You know it's funny but this is also what we talked about in, was it episode 1, right? About dual national players and choosing to play for their mother nation, yeah. so to speak, over their adopted nations. But I mean, credit to Zaha, I respect his decision to play for the Ivory Coast. A tough one, yeah. No, a tough one, but I I, why I mean... It,
1: why is it a tough
2: one? It's a tough one because, let's be fair, you are turning down opportunity. It's a better opportunity. And He becomes very angry. So then
1: again, okay, okay. Right just right now. You're both saying it's a tough decision. Yes. Why is it a tough decision? Is it because he's, <coughs> is he is is he stepping down? Because then you're I won't, validating I won't bite, what Danny Mills is saying.
2: I won't bite I won't bite my tongue. Yeah. He is stepping down.
1: Okay, right. so then you're validating what Danny Mills is saying. I'm not validating
2: saying. what Danny Mills is saying. I'm not validating what Danny Mills is saying. Let me I'm just, <laughs> what let me just drop I tell okay, you. Let why. Me just drop my reason Then
0: both okay, we'll okay, can yeah can have the runway. I would say it's a tough decision because whether it's unspoken in the Premier League, the, yeah. the harsh reality is coaches and teams really do not prefer African players just because they know that when AFCON comes around, okay. probably going to miss them for the running. So that's the bit you are saying accounts it's, for? Yeah, the it's, it's a tough decision. decision. At this point, Zaha has to make himself indispensable to a team so that when he leaves and he comes back, his starting position is there for okay. him. Okay. Otherwise, he leaves, somebody else gets slotted in, and he has the rest of the season now to fight his way back into the starting rotation. Okay. That's the reason why I first Okay, so the that's season. your
1: angle. That's yeah. the angle. Okay.
2: Moose, Moose what's your angle? yours? My thing is, he's turning down opportunity. We can't hide from the fact that when you play for a team like England, you're going to be more comfortable as a footballer than if you play for an African nation. This is a nation, this England, I'm talking about, is a country that is quite professional when it comes to their football league. They have one of the best leagues in the world. They treat their footballers very well. Everything is professional. You know, everything is taken care of. We haven't really heard about footballers going up in arms about their money is not being paid as far as the England national team, have we? We haven't really heard about, you know, we don't really hear about the little, little stories that we hear about when it comes to these african nations because they take their football seriously
1: i mean as always that the negative stories are always about performance rather than the you know management team rather management
2: and all that team management yeah. and all that you know and you know that i guess as far as even your brand and you know how much how much reach you will get as from a marketing standpoint from a marketing standpoint you're better off playing for a country like england with all the Visibility that that would grant you But I, sh- I should also make a point Daniel's comments only came After he had a great game against After Zaha had a great game against Russia Scored in that game where he So scored. you feel he
0: was lamenting England letting the player go
2: or No it's the whole Jilted lover excuse <laughs> <laughs> We no didn't that, want you anyway <laughs> you, see, <it's> the whole, <laughs> <laughs> you understand <laughs> When you realise that you've lost something That was really good yeah. And you're now lashing out And you now come out and say, oh, you weren't even good enough for me anyway. Mm -hmm. I never even wanted you anyway. Uh You know, that's what Danny Mills is doing. Because if Zaha wasn't doing well, he wouldn't have come out to say these things to a newspaper. He would have said, hey. That's his level. That's his level. But seeing as he's done well, he's now saying, oh, we lost this guy who was really good, who could have really helped England. But now he's playing for Cote d'Ivoire. Oh, man, he doesn't have the bottle to play for England. That's why he chose Cote d'Ivoire. But you see, why do you see these things? So be it. These decisions are left to the player. But the thing about Zaha is he wanted to play for England, and I think he was... He oh, he was, was
1: quite desperate to play for England. Yeah,
2: he was, I think he was put on standby, and Coast said, hey... He said he wasn't going to wait forever. I'm not, Actually, I'm not going to Ivory him. said, hey, we're ready. If you want to play, come play. Like I said in episode one, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, you still get to be an international footballer. You still get to play in international tournaments. You still get international caps, and this is something every footballer would want to play for their nation. You know, now instead of having just fans of a club, you have fans of a nation cheering you on. So it's 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 better. So yes, I'm not going to buy my words and say he didn't. He he like you said, he wanted to play for England. He got. The door wasn't really, the door was kind of locked yeah, a kinda, bit. He had to, you know, he had to kind slightly. of to open slightly. And he mm-hmm. said, hey, I'd rather walk through the door that's open oh, wide for me. Open, yeah. Wide open for me. And credit yeah. to him for that because, I mean, Nigeria is also benefiting greatly from that. I just saw a picture of their national team saying they had one of the youngest African national teams. And you could recognize so many of them from European Besides, academies. Yeah. You could see Iwobi. You could see a Jordan Ivy. You know, I think I mean Nacho has always been Nigerian but you could you could yeah. recognize him from being like and in the, the city lineup, you know. Yeah. So they're getting them to come back and that's what's happening because like I said in episode 1, for you to be good enough, you have to go through some of these academies to, you know, to test pick up, metal, to test yeah. your metals, you know, you played with these guys as young guys, so if we can get them to come back and play for us, that's great. So Danny Mills can sh- he can, he can <laughs> shut up, really, he never really, I mean, he had an okay-ish career and it's not his place, but it's just, it's the same old Jota lover response, you know. Yeah. I mean, they lost a good player, and you knew there was going to be a rent-a-quote English pundit who would say this thing. It was, yeah. it was like clockwork. You expected it to happen. So I guess the ATW's response to
0: Mr. Mills would be, "File and I ignore." So moving on to our main topic for this this episode, like I said earlier, it's going to be a two-parter. This part is more of opinion-based. We just discussed the topic, and then next week we delve into the stats most wants to introduce today's topic to our listeners.
2: Okay, so today we are going to talk about a phenomenon known as the weak link theory da, 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 and um, how it applies to football. I mean, certain really smart football statisticians have said there are spots where your weakest link plays a much more important role in whether you're, good, you're a good team or not, which is to say, if you were to improve the weakest player in your team, it would have a much greater effect than if you were to improve the best player in your team. Or the second best. Or the second best. So by that token, they're trying to say football mm-hmm. is a weak link sport. And on the other side of the spectrum, they say basketball is a strong link sport.
0: So the opposite being that you should try as much as possible to have the best, uh, have, aim for the best player to be on your team
2: which is to say in basketball if you have four average players and one superstar you're going to have more success than if in football you had maybe 10 average players on the field and one superstar so do we do we necessarily agree with this
1: i think when when we bring up this discussion this comes to mind when um victor valdes when he was at Barcelona, when he was the goalkeeper at Barcelona, yeah. I think a lot of people there was a general perception that he was actually one of the worst goalkeepers and in so, football at the time. Well, but during, throughout so the, he left, well, no, but throughout that time, Barcelona were still winning games; like they were winning trophies. Okay, they actually enjoyed a lot of major successes while he was their goalkeeper.
2: Yeah, I will stop you there and say when. Fine, this might be a bit of... But when he was... When... Um, Valdez. Valdes Valdez was goalkeeper of Barcelona, I don't think he was the weakest player in the team.
1: But, but that that's a general perception, that he was the weakest link in the team. I Could it, it be it. because you think he wasn't tested enough for us, for you to... I think but we, and, that, and that's why people would say, yeah, well, he doesn't do much, so, well,
0: yeah, he's I weak. Mean, it's entirely plausible that maybe, using the... For some viewers, eye test, Valdez yeah. was perceived as the weakest yeah. player. But I think... Him moving on
1: has actually shown that that
0: he's more than... He wasn't the weakest link by any any stretch of the imagination because what he brought to the table, his past understanding how to read the game, he was very integral to the Barca system.
1: Okay. So then, at the same time, there was one instance where... I think there was... I I can't really remember the exact season, but um, Andy Johnson... Striker. He was a striker for Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. I think he was top scorer. He's got
2: thirty-one. Season. No, um, Kevin Phillips got thirty. Let's. I know about okay. Ke- Kevin Phillips. Yeah. He's got thirty-one goals for Sunderland. Yeah. When they were in the Premier League and exactly. they still got relegated. Still
1: it, same thing happened to Andy Johnson as well. <clears throat> top scorer in the Premier League, but still had Crystal Palace. So Crystal Palace get relegated. So in that sense, it's... you know, that, it's the statements yeah. well, I guess the
2: statements would be. In I as think matches. that supports the statement yeah. because they had a good. They had one forward. guy who one was guy actually who was, yeah. operating at a pretty high level, mm-hmm. very high level, but it still wasn't enough to carry carry the team along. So which is to say, if it was, if if let's say. It was in basketball, and they had a player who was leading the league in maybe points per game. They probably wouldn't be the at the bottom of at the, the bottom of the standings. They're probably a you know? mid-table team because you are leading in scoring. You're definitely making an impact somewhere. Yeah, you're definitely offensively. You're actually doing something right. So, which means, Donal, which means you agree with this
1: yeah I think I think
2: yeah. <laughs> I believe love does yeah yeah i think yeah I think there's you, uh, there's some, merit. There
1: some yeah there's some merit because you can cite good examples to support the argument. can can you even say can you say the same thing for Defoe at Sunderland now
2: is it you keep okay, but I guess he's just adding more evidence to to support the statement at this point, mm, And I guess at this point you're also talking pretty much about forward.
1: Well, I guess it just
2: goes to say if if you put if you were to put I don't know like a Masood Ozo, in Sunderland, would it make the team that much better? I mean because I think the experiment has been tried. We can just say um, Dimitri Payet at West Ham was a similar situation. But I see it gets to the point where, you now have to rely on other people to also you can't really carry that much off let's say, the offensive load alone. You now have to rely on other people to also do well. Because, like I mentioned in the other episode, his key passes were still the same. He was still creating shots for other people. They just weren't finishing as well as they did last season. And there there really isn't much you can do about that. You know? So, it's to say, I guess you're better off with a team where everybody is Around the same level. Average. A bit above average. And then you'd go. Because I guess it it really does work for football. Because... You look at West
0: Brom, I guess it could be the typical... It's West on an average side. As in, you isolate the play, their players. Everybody assumes this is a very average Premier League team. I think...
1: Yeah, I think you could say that it's pretty much even across yeah
2: pretty much even across there's yeah. a skill set in talent of, level because yeah. you could argue
1: Our Defoe f- is a much better defense, striker than
0: they have well whether Rondon is as good as Defoe he definitely does have he, yeah
2: well I he guess he has the potential he has he has the strengths but I guess as an all round forward that you're looking to to you get goals prefer. for you you prefer Defoe yet he's
0: in the team that's far ahead of a Sunderland side
2: I think this, you can delve into this a lot because in football, I mean, if you're playing against a team and you know that their left back isn't that good defensively, you're going to have more of your attacks go down his side, so in to hopes speak, of in, in, hopes of, in hopes of catching him off guard, in hopes of, you know, I mean, getting like a handout from him, at least getting a few mistakes or gaining an advantage from mm-hmm. attacking his side, knowing that that's where, that's the weakest part of the other team. And the other team will also know that and also try and do something to mitigate that. So, and also in response to trying to mitigate that, it also affects,
0: I guess, how they plan. How to play, they play, because you know. now you have to have an extra player tasked with being a I guess, basketball referee and help defend that to some degree, and that takes away from what the rest of the team can do, either offensively or defensively. So, you definitely do have to show up that weak, that weak link. So this doesn't seem like it's anything hardly revolutionary. Trying to see why anybody would disagree with the statement.
2: I guess it will still have to be explained well enough for you to get it. But I feel like if you give enough examples, people can see it. I guess it's, 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 it's actually really hard to, outside of the eye test, rate how good a player is. I guess that becomes a difficult bit. How do you determine
0: which player <laughs> in to the man to yeah, the three-man squad is the weakest? Is the weakest,
2: yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah, I'm just I'm assuming maybe this has more to do with the starting eleven yeah, because starting 11. I guess there's enough to suggest that certain teams have followed this weakling strategy where instead of looking for superstars, they've tried to show up, you know, the positions where they are weakest. I mean a recent example would be Newcastle and the championship. And they're all and yeah. they're all doing that well. So I think Conte also gets some um, so what, does, what, what these guys are saying, which is, I think, Chris Anderson and David Sally, is that in football, I guess you are better off improving your weakest position than actually bringing in a superstar in a position where you're already good at. Actually, uh, a testament to this would be City's defense this
0: season.
1: I was just about to mention that.
0: Because they did splash out in Otamendi, a superstar, and stones the next big thing. And actually, not
1: United, not too long ago, when we had Van Persie, Rooney up top, and people were talking about the fact that we are top heavy, we had Di Maria Mata, and our defense was really bad.
2: Yeah, you know. But so. I feel like this season as well, Manchester United defense is a bit is a bit thin. Disjointed. Yeah. Because I mean, if the only defender who's actually done well for most part of the season would be maybe Bailly, yeah, and Rojo, who's been. A bit of surge. Yeah. You know, who's had a late surge? Because now you have Smalling, who's been on the win for a while, and you have um, Jones, who's had quite a few bad games this yeah. season. So now you look at a team like Man United that's actually looking to be a top-four team stroke, you know, um, title contender, and if these are your centre-back options, you know that you have to do something yeah. about it. Because I guess up top, Zlatan papers over quite a few cracks. And I mean, behind him, you have like an array of talent, all the way from Mata to Mkhitaryan to Martial to you name it. And you have the ninety ninety plus million guy in the yeah. middle.
1: <laughs> but you know, I think I think when we do the actual stats, I think it would show for sure for sure what is you know what is true. But then I f- I feel like generally people simply go for like. Agree to that. Like they feel like you have to strengthen the weaker side of your team in football. They feel like you know if there's, there are any areas we, that are weak, we have to strengthen them to have any chance of achieving our
2: goals. I feel like smart managers know that, but I don't think fans clearly agree with that. Where it gets
0: tricky is yes, everybody wants to strengthen the weakest yeah. link in the chain. But then the replacement is not always going to be a superstar. Yes. Uh-huh. But the,
1: the, but now I feel like people are always desperate to find the weakest
0: link in teams and stress that those areas. But again, sometimes those problems are solved. The weakest link might not always also be the most exciting part of football. Football generally tends to, at least among watchers and viewers, be top-heavy offensive players. That's what most people are focusing on. Because I mean, we've cited the example of United. You understand?
1: We, we are saying that our defense, our defense is thin. Okay. But then, uh, so but there are people out there who are saying, yeah, next summer we need to buy better defenders. Yep. Arsenal at some point people screamed out for defenders and they brought in Mustafi and Holding. But yeah, they haven't worked out. But then it's always been about strengthening the weakest link, the weakest side. But link in the team in football, I think that that's the general. I don't, I
2: don't think that is because you see, you see so many teams where they're actually pretty poor in midfield and defense, but they still look to get you know forwards to come in and score goals. Okay, it happens. So I'm just going to ask this: Is is that is
1: it, is it Premier League
2: thing? No, is what a Premier League thing?
1: The whole yeah, we league. don't have a striker, so let's go get a striker. We we don't have we don't have good strikers, so let's go get a good striker. Because yeah No I that's think, our weak link. We don't have good striker, like, so let's go get a like, big name striker. I feel, I feel like, like sorry, in, the, sorry, sorry, in the Premier League everyone is talking about um okay we need a big big name, we need a big name player. We have this so
0: so and so striker, but we need to get a big name. Well, I feel like I, We kinda of touched on this earlier. Certain teams are better at management when it comes to having a holistic picture of what the squad is, what their realistic targets are and what they should be focusing on. Maybe Premier League, you could argue that sometimes, but it's not just a Premier League team. I feel like it depends on the team. Some teams are known for just being a bit more proactive when it comes to their recruitment policies. Uh, Bayern recently jumps to mind. Uh, Barca definitely, because they have their academy, they bring in players through, so they get to actually determine the needs to fill for the team. Uh Real Madrid, even though people criticize for the galactical approach, I guess they are going with the big money spending approach. We are going to target a weak link and we are going to get the best player
2: to fill that no, need.
1: I feel like Real Madrid purchase. P- purchase... No, no, let me
2: ask you a question right yeah. now. Which players have Man United been linked with <laughs> in the papers? No, no, just, just tell me. Okay, you. fine. No, let's just answer.
1: Griezmann, um also looking to get you know a uh, replacement for Carrick Michael Carrick so players like Varati have been mentioned I really like Lukaku Lukaku yeah well. Lukaku, Lukaku. names so like Lukaku. I mean
0: yeah which say, of these no, which at the of, same no time, let me let me know let, let me just defenders. ask you let me just ask you so yeah. which of
2: these players are defenders which of these players are just defenders that are just slightly better than what we have no you see you have to understand that it's looking as if we are we are really just trying. The team is really just trying to improve what they're already good at. Mm-hmm. You know where they're already okay. Yeah. So it just goes back to what you were okay. saying.
1: When 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 Mourinho came,
2: the season. Let's just let's just leave that. <laughs> so okay. let's just leave that. that. Let's just leave, leave that leave for another episode. Another so, but I mean to tie this all up. We're really just looking to go into more of a, you know, a deeper stats analytics sort of sort of vibe with our next episode. We want to talk about how, I mean, outside of what the normal statistical categories in both football and basketball, there are extra statistical categories that look further than what we are more used to. As opposed to as a forward, we are now going to just look at oh, Goals. he had. X goals and X assists but I guess that doesn't really tell the story you want to look deeper in and tell how well he's actually playing you know you want to look at maybe times when it was only you know more fractions that stopped him from you know a five goal season and a 15 goal season as crazy as that may sound these are realities you know, a big, that's, are, a,
0: that's a 10-goal swing
2: right there. That's, that's a 10-goal swing, but there are 10-goal swings that just come down to 10 inches of distance, one inch on each on each <laughs> shot, So <laughs> if you average it out, you know. And explain stuff like expected goals, stuff like expected assists, stuff like non-penalty goals, you know, where you have to really look at how well a player is playing. Because if you ask the average fan to compare two midfielders, I mean, you can pull off stats that... Nothing against him, but you can pull up stats that make Francisco Klan look better than N'Golo Kante. <laughs> no, you can, in certain categories. Oof. And I think... You know, it's it's you can, but nothing against Francisco Klan. But <laughs> it's not to say he's a better player than N'Golo Kante yeah. is.
0: Yeah. And you actually, know, like, people
2: have... That,
0: that, that education has taken hold... A bit recently, especially when it comes to Carrick Because for the longest while, he was a midfielder People never really understood his function His value, yes How is he a a central midfielder, excuse me That's struggling to get tackles And then it gets pointed out that Hey, probably the interceptions he's making He makes a ton of great interceptions He makes a ton, so that negates the need of him Having to make a tackle Which also results in more fouls
2: But then lucky, lucky, lucky for him as well We were also treated to a center back Like Rio Ferdinand Awesome. Who actually didn't used to foul a lot and who actually used to intercept a great deal. So his tackle numbers were in great. But then if you want to look at a, a centre back who's always tackling and think he's better than the center back who's actually reading the game and still stopping the stopping danger, then you see you're seeing things wrongly because at the end of the day, fine tackles are great, but you have to see the bigger picture where it's you're trying to stop the other team from scoring. And I feel like a more stylish centre-back would be someone who can actually get interceptions, who actually reads the danger. Because having to make a tackle means that you're already in the danger That's situation last and ditch it's a last-ditch effort, last ditch effort <laughs> to try and stop something. And yeah. No someone, manager wants to see that. Someone, <laughs> someone who most of the time doesn't allow a game speech to reach that point, I guess it's actually pretty good. So, you know, like... To be able to see beneath the surface of what a player is doing, you know, because like it's, uh, like has been said, you know, football, football is, as far as football scores, is a very low event, it's a very low event yeah. spot, at least at the top level. I mean, most games are decided, I mean, most games only average, like, is it 2.5, 2.2 goals, mm-hmm. maybe so even it's less a between one zero, like...
0: It's a one goal difference when it comes to score lines.
2: For you know all three points for all three points as opposed to other sports where you have you know multiple scores, multiple yeah. scores, and then you just compare who has you know who has the highest who has the highest score at the end of the game. So for that you have to also understand that there are more instances in football where a poorer team wins than there are in other sports. Where the better team loses than they are in other sports because the variance. I mean, there's so much variance in the scoreline. The margins are so small that a team can do everything right and still not get and, and still not get the result. I can give you. I can give you examples for most fans of most teams so that they can tell. I mean, if you're a Liverpool fan, I guess you can remember the game against Burnley at the beginning of the season where they played where fantastic. they outplayed Burnley and Burnley had two counter attacks from those two counter-attacks. They, they scored two goals.
1: They 30% of the possession.
2: They, they scored two goals and then they left with the game. Yeah. As a Man United fan, you can think back to that f- fateful Stoke game. Yeah. Where was it? Was it Grant?
1: same one with Burnley as well, didn't we? Stoke. <laughs>
2: with Burnley as yeah, well, yes. Burnley we also. have, we've had twice, where I guess... Man United didn't lose. They actually drew. Yeah, we drew. But, but if, 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 oh, if you look playoffs, at so. how the game went, if you look at how many shots on target they take out, if you look at how many chances they created, I mean, on any other day, I guess a uh, statistician would say if you play that game ten times... They win eight or nine. <laughs> they, win, they win eight or nine of them, you know. But you see, move, uh,
0: not to preempt next, next week's episode, but the last point you raised that, that's been a, a slight wrinkle to the whole weak link argument in that if football by its very nature has this great amount of variance when it comes to goal being scored
2: mm-hmm.
0: how significant is the weak link phenomenon because if you could strengthen your team and still be at the mercy
2: of the odd goal that you couldn't predict
1: no, but then have you strengthened your team if
2: you bring then, a player but doesn't. then my point is over the course of the season you are Playing 90-minute games mm-hmm. against other teams about, for about 45, for about 45 matches. You know what I'm saying. So now you're also, they're also going to get the ball for a while whilst you're playing. You know And I mean, I guess 45 is a big enough sample size, sample size for, for you to end up for you to at the end of the season, draw a line and say, "Hey, this is really where we are." Mm-hmm. So you're not the only one playing the game and to counter that point i mean if you if you have a team that's that much better than everyone else i guess you can just bulldoze your way through but in the top leagues right now the premier league especially you There's have some parity the we are, we are coming closer to you know a parity in team quality so to speak at least first teams because now it feels like amongst the top 7 the first teams are
0: quality players that could easily...
2: Pretty equal. What differentiates the top teams from the other teams is being able to have, like, um, good good bench, bench players, players. Or you know? when a player's injured who comes into it. Exactly. But as far as first teams, I would think, I guess, even Everton have a pretty good first team. You know, Tottenham have a pretty good first team. It's about when you when you go past the first team, who are, who are the other players left? So, so, for your question which was to say doesn't it put a wrinkle it really doesn't put a wrinkle in it because you also have to play against them and they're also good in their own right yeah they're also another good team so you also have to deal with them so outside of you being so much better than them that you can take that chance i feel like no you still have to you still have to play against them and they also have a chance against you okay so i guess it's best for you to you know, work on what you're not good at because maybe your weak link plays into their strong link and then you lose games you're not supposed to lose. Uh, well, listeners, we don't want to
0: give it all up. So next week, we are going to go a bit more into this whole weak link <laughs> theory. And, and a bit know, of advanced stats. And a bit of advanced stats. Uh, the next couple of episodes, are going to delve into the numbers a bit more. Moose has mentioned expected goals. Uh, passing as well. Just try to, you know, figure out what the, the math minds looking at their games are thinking after discussing there's when it comes no, to football. It's not really that mathematical. Don't scare, the, don't scare the listeners away. If you have any questions for us that you like us to delve into, uh, make sure to hit us up on Twitter GCRATW, Instagram The Gold Coast Report, Facebook The Gold Coast Report and our email after the whistle at thegoldcoastreport.com Mm-hmm.
2: We had some really good questions over the past few weeks, which was great. Keep them coming. We, we really enjoyed them. We definitely enjoyed the Millbag episode.
1: Before we go, right, I just want to say this. Like, don't you guys find it weird that we didn't mention Ronaldo's name when we're talking about free kicks? Because one thing that people have been talking about is his yeah. decline.
2: He hasn't scored a free kick in years. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's it. No, but he's still a very good free kick taker. That just shows you that scoring free kicks is hard. The best free kick takers don't score that many free kicks. End okay. of discussion.
0: Okay. okay. End of discussion.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, oh my. See
0: y'all next week. See you guys next week. Have a good one, guys.
1: Neymar, Busquets. Neymar ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Me estoy dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención en el del juego. Balón para Luis Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Gol.
2: Costa turns out the final. Hazard. Yeah! They've won the title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry one on one. Irving puts it up. let's go! Kyrie Irving from downtown. <laughs> HOO! <laughs>